You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Cardinals for Wednesday, January the 12th of 2022. I am Lucas Smith, host of the show. If you're watching on YouTube, the background's a little different. I'm at home in Bloomington, Illinois for winter break of school. So I'm recording right now in uh, my, my mom's at-home office. So you can see basketball coach, you see some basketball things, but we're still going to get rocking and rolling here on today's episode. Got some fun topics as well as a farewell topic to talk about to close out the show. Uh, we'll have three great episodes for you talking throughout this week. Today we're talking Randy Arozarena, Matthew Liberatore, Jose Martinez. Tomorrow we're talking collective bargaining agreement negotiations. And Friday is a mailbag Friday. Already have some great questions lined up. If you want your questions answered, be sure to reply to any tweet that I tweet. You can DM me on Twitter at LJFastball. DM the show on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals or Instagram. And be sure to email the show at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. That is for Friday. But today we're talking Randy Arozarena trade. And as of right now, yes, it's still you, Randy Arozarena trade. That trade went down January 9th. So just over two years ago, January 9th of 2020. Hard to believe it's already been two years since that trade, but a season and a half worth to, to judge it based off of as the 2020 season was obviously shortened in the 2021 season being a full year. So about a season and a half, give or take a couple games. But this was the official transaction wire that went through on January 9th of that year. Cardinals trade first baseman Jose Martinez and left fielder Randy Arozarena and future considerations to Tampa Bay for Matthew Libertor, catcher Eduardo Rodriguez, and future considerations. This, at the time, was to make move, or make make room for, rather, um, Harrison Bader. That, 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 that was the main point of this move. It was a decision that the Cardinals were trying to make between uh, Randy Rosarina and Harrison Bader. In short term in 2020, uh, especially in the playoffs of 2020, it seems that the Rays made the right call in wanting to get Randy Rosarina and that the Cardinals had made the wrong call in giving up Harrison Bader. But there, there's an argument now to say that Bader's turned out just fine. Granted, with these deals that involve prospects, it's hard to often say who wins or loses a deal. Even two years down the line, you might need three, four, five years, or even more to say whether or not a trade was won by a specific team. And there's an argument to be had where the Rays have won this trade right now, the, the Cardinals have won this trade right now, because it was it was one of those trades that not only wasn't made to make room for Harrison Bader at the time, but it was also to get rid of Jose Martinez, because Jose Martinez was going to find have a tough time finding playing time, uh, wasn't really a true outfielder, Cardinals Obviously, had Paul Goldschmidt manning first base. He was a defensive liability playing Martinez in the outfield. He was somebody that, that hit pretty well for the St. Louis Cardinals. I think that goes forgotten sometimes. Um, but, but it was a deal that the Cardinals needed to make, or at least that they felt that they needed to make, and one that the Cardinals, I think, right now can look back on and saying, okay, it, it's not a loss yet. I think I probably had a take in 2020, especially when Randy Rosarena was going on his unbelievable streak or unbelievable postseason run in 2020 that man 
Cardinals gave up the wrong outfielder because I think Bader struck out 11 times in the wild card round against the Padres. And obviously, like I mentioned, Rosarena hit four home runs that postseason, four, yeah, four in the American League Championship Series to win the ALCS MVP that year. So there definitely was a decent argument to be had that at that point, the Rays had won the trade full-heartedly and that Matthew Liberatore needed to be an absolute stud in order to win um, that trade for the St. Louis Cardinals. We're going to look at the stats and how these players have performed. Got a report on Matthew Liberatore from Arm Layton of Just Baseball Media, who we talked to last week. If you missed that episode, that's a fun one. Be sure to check that out. It was a week ago today that we talked to Arm Layton of Just Baseball Media, so be sure to check that out. But Randy Rosarena for the Tampa Bay Rays has put together a couple of fine seasons. In 2020, it was just 23 games for him. 281 the batting average, but he slugged 641. Had seven home runs, had two doubles in those 23 games. Uh, and then 2021, first full season at the big league level, played 141 games. He stole 20 bags, hit 20 home runs, hit 274, hit 356 on base, and a 459 slugging for an OPS of 815 and a Rookie of the Year award. Hard to believe that he is Rookie of the Year. Was <laughs> even up for it because he played 19 games in 2020, 23 in 20 or. 19 games in 2019, excuse me, and 23 games in 2020, and an ALCS MVP. It's not too often that you see a player get a uh, postseason award, a postseason most valuable player award, before <laughs> they win Rookie of the Year, a, a full season before. But Randy Rosarena has put up pretty solid numbers with the Tampa Bay Rays. So from a Rays standpoint, it, it was it was a slam dunk deal. Yeah, you give up Libertor. Yeah, you give up some draft picks. You gave up Rodriguez. But you've got Randy Rosarena, who seems to be a cornerstone at least for the next two or three seasons. Because you know, if you're going to get a 2020 guy that's also going to throw in a couple of rookie of the years and help you do a postseason berth, I think you're going to take that. Yeah, you'd like to see him probably get closer to 150, 100, 155 games instead of the 141. But 141 and 20 home runs isn't too shabby. And he's you know on the upper side of 26, but still not too bad. And in terms of what they got out of Jose Martinez, now that is a, a little bit of a different story. Because when you look at Jose Martinez's stats for the Cardinals, you, you're overall pretty impressed. With the Cardinals from 2016 all the way to 2019, this is his, he had a 298 batting average, a 363 on base, a 458 slugging for an 821 OPS, a 119 OPS plus. Every 162 games, he was hitting 17 home runs. He had 41 home runs across 398 games for the St. Louis Cardinals. He played 12 games in 2016, 106 in 2017, 152 in 2018, and then back down to 128 in 2019. 2019 was his worst year for the Cardinals as he had a slash line that year of 269, 340, and 410 for an OPS of 751. All three of those numbers were the lowest of any of his single seasons as a Cardinal. With the Rays in 2020, 24 games, 239 the batting average, hit just two home runs, uh, slugged 388 on base of 329, and then he got traded, or then went to the Chicago Cubs in 2020 and did not register a hit in 21 at bats, 22 plate appearances. He did draw a walk. So, in terms of getting Jose Martinez, and at the time, Jose Martinez was probably the more bona fide piece, he was the more proven piece. Jose Martinez was a, was a bust. Well, you know, he had a couple good years with with St. Louis, he, a couple couple of great years, and then a decent year with St. Louis to close out his tenure. 
but was never the same guy uh, outside of St. Louis that he was in St. Louis. There's probably a number of reasons for that. Um, but but those, at the time, those, those were the two main names um, in, in that deal. Matthew Libertor was still a little bit of an unknown, a first-round draft pick back in 2018. Eduardo Rodriguez, a, a catching prospect. Uh, but from, from that standpoint, the, the Rays have won this deal. The, the Rays win, no, no question, little to no question about it, uh, that the, the Tampa Bay Rays have won the deal. You've got Randy Orozarena that, that just dominated. Yeah, you, you missed out on Martinez, but oh well, when you have Orozarena doing what he's doing, and you've got Matthew Libertor not really lighting it up yet at the major league level. Now, as I said to start the show or at the beginning of the show, that could change very quickly. You could easily have Matthew Libertor becoming an ace in the next two to three years and Randy Rosarena fall off a little bit. And then you look at the trade a little differently. At this time, looking at those parts of who the Rays got back, it's pretty easy or it can be easy to say that the Rays have won this trade as of January 12, 2022, two years later from the initial trade. I, I think that there's another side of the story. And after the break, I'll talk about the Cardinal side of the argument as to how they can still win this trade and in a way how they've already found success in this trade. So we'll talk about all that and more coming up in just a moment. But first, it's a new year, new year, new you, right? Maybe you want to start eating healthier, getting fit, whatever your New Year's resolution is, include a Built Bar in that plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, Maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it. And unlike other protein bars that can be chalky, waxy, or taste like a chemical spill, this is healthy and delicious. Built Bars are covered 100% in chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Compare that to an average candy bar. 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, dozens of net carbs, Built Bar, the better option all the way around. So many flavors to choose from as well. Coconut, almond, peanut butter, brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint, brownie, and many more. Go check them out at Built.com. And if I haven't enticed you enough, you can also get a deal by going to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, to get 15% off your order for this delicious protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. One more time, that is Locked15 for 15% off your order at Built.com. So all this talk about what the Rays got in that deal, Rosarena Martinez, what Rosarena has done for the Rays and how, how good he's been for the Rays. But what about who the Cardinals got in that deal? Well, I think it, it's pretty well known who the Cardinals got in that deal, and that would be Matthew Libertor. Matthew Libertor, who's the Cardinals, uh, according to MLB.com, the Cardinals' number two prospect. According to Just Baseball Media, who our good friend Arm Layton helped to start, as well as Ryan Fickelstein, host of Locked On Mets. Javier Reyes is a contributor as well, Locked On Padres. They rank him as the third best prospect in the Cardinals system. Matthew Libertor, his numbers aren't as probably explosive as one might have thought. Granted, only one professional 
uh, season with, with the St. Louis Cardinals at the minor league level in 2021, because 2020 was at the alternate training site. He seemed to impress at that alternate training site, uh, but nevertheless, overall in 2021, 99 record, 404 ERA, 22 games, 18 of them starts, 124 and two thirds of an innings pitched. Opponent hit 257 against him at a whip of 1.25. Uh, so, so not maybe not top prospect type numbers for Libertor at the minor league level. Understandable. First time pitching at that level, maybe it was a little bit too much for him. But I think that this is an interesting part as to why the Cardinals have won this trade. Or that, that why they, there's an argument as to why the Cardinals have won this trade. Because it cleared up room completely and it allowed the Cardinals to go fully in on Harrison Bader. Harrison Bader had a fine rookie season in 2017, just 32 games. Officially a rookie in 2018, in which he was 6th in Rookie of the Year voting. 2019, a really down year. 314 on base. 680 in OPS. OPS plus of 80. Struck out 117 times. Hit just 12 home runs. But then 2020, pretty solid. Batting average is a little low, 226. But on base at 336, slugged 443. Those are pretty good considering the batting average. And then in 2021, he really comes into his own. Gold Glove Award, 267 the batting average, which is something that I never really thought I would see from Harrison Bader. 324 on base, 460 slugging, 785 OPS, 116 OPS plus, 9 stolen bases, 16 home runs, 21 doubles in 103 games. That's all in limited playing time. So, Bader compared to Randy Rosarena, yeah, Rosarena has had the better last two seasons. I understand that. But, you also look at the, what element Bader brings that Randy Rosarena doesn't necessarily bring, and that's defense, the gold glove and the cannon of an arm that Harrison Bader has. That's not something that Randy Rosarena has. Randy Rosarena is a fine fielder, nothing to, 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 to squawk at, although he plays DH somewhat now as well. But Harrison Bader has really come into his own because the Cardinals have had the ability to go all-in on Bader. And in just 103 games, I was I was impressed. I think 2021 is a success for Harrison Bader, especially given his track record with batting average. And he only struck out 85 times. So that's impressive for what Bader was doing beforehand. He was laying off a lot of breaking balls. He was able to hit the slider. Harrison Bader has shown immense improvements. And yes, Harrison Bader was not directly involved with the um, Randy Rosarena trade. I understand that. But it was kind of the Cardinals choosing between O. Rosarena and Harrison Bader. Rosarena had a 300 batting average in 19 games with the Cardinals in 2019. Played a little bit in the playoffs. Yeah, he had he had those uh, odd... Uh, he filmed Mike Schilt saying the explicit uh, comments after uh, the postseason series victory in Atlanta. Some people thought that had something to do with it. Uh, but the, the Cardinals chose Randy Rose chose Harrison Bader over Randy Rosarena. In 2020, like I said, a Rosarena proved to be the right choice. In 2021, yeah, you could argue Rosarena was better. But you could also argue that Harrison Bader has a better overall outlook. Harrison Bader continues to get better each and every year. And as I mentioned, he brings the element on defense that not a lot of other people in Major League Baseball can bring, including Randy Rosarena. But the other part of that deal that is the, the other part of that deal for the Cardinals, Harrison Bader, as I mentioned, not directly involved, Matthew Libertor. First round pick, 2018. Matthew Libertor, like I said, didn't have 
an exceptional year at the minor league level at AAA. He's still just 22. First round draft pick in 2018. And when you look at JustBaseballMedia.com, this is the, the website that um, R.M. Layton helped start, that he, he was on the show last week. He did a top prospect rankings. Number one on the list was Jordan Walker. He loves Jordan Walker. Has his ETA at 2023. I think that's a little soon, but R.M. knows his prospects better than I do. Nolan Gorman was number two. His ETA is this season. I agree with that. And then Matthew Libertor, number three. Yeah, they have these grades for these pitches uh, that, that they lay out. Fastball, slider, curveball, changeup. Uh, the four pitches that is listed for Libertor. 40 out of 50 on the fastball. 60 out of 60 on the slider. 45 out of 55 on the curveball. 40 out of 50 on a changeup. And 40 out of 55 on command. And this is what the, the, the stats, the stat line that, that I found interesting. Over his last 55 innings, um, in 2021, he had a 2.83 ERA and an improved K to walk ratio. So this is what Arm Layton has to say about uh, Matthew Libertor. Quote, while he could probably survive in the big leagues right now, Libertor could use a bit more ex- experience in the minor leagues before heading to St. Louis. If it continues in the direction I think he will with his pitch usage, Libertor has a relatively high probability of becoming a middle rotation starter. If Libertor pushes his above average command to potentially plus command, which is not totally out of the realm of possibility given his athleticism and clean mechanics. Number two upside is not out of the question, end quote. So he likes his outlook overall. Yeah, AAA overall wasn't a huge success in 2021. But he, the other numbers that Arm Layton really liked, the slider was a 24% swinging strike rate, and the curveball was 8%. So people love his curveball, but that slider really has made a world of improvement as well. So there's a lot to like about Matthew Libertor. I think that with the resurgence of Harrison Bader, with the numbers that Harrison Bader has put up, I don't think the Cardinals need Libertor to be a number one right out of the gate in order for this trade to be looked at as a success story. I think they need Matthew Libertor to be a number three, number two starter at best. I can still comfortably say that this trade was a successful one from a Cardinal standpoint. Because Harrison Bader... It seems that the Cardinals are content, and for good reason, with the outfit that they stuck with in Harrison Bader, which is great. I have no problem with that. I just also want to mention a story. Props to Harrison Bader for being a good person. He filled in at a local elementary school uh, to be a PE substitute teacher. Uh, and th- th- This time, with everybody getting COVID here and there and uh, shortages in just about every realm of employment, especially at the teaching profession, awesome job by Harrison Bader to step up for his community. That was great. I loved it. I just wanted to give Bader a quick shout out there. So props to Harrison Bader. So you have a good person, a good baseball player in Harrison Bader, and Libertor's outlook is looking good. I think at this point last year, I was of the I, I was of the state of mind saying that, okay, Libertor needs to be this otherworldly type figure for this to be a successful trade. Now... Yes, obviously he can't be a four or five starter or a bust, but the outlook is good for Matthew Libertor. And the the Rainy Rose Rainer trade is not a trade that the Rays are unaccustomed to making. Uh, there was a story by Jonathan Mayo, Jonathan Mayo, excuse me, written about a year ago that I'll get into in segment number three, talking about that and really how the, the Rays did their due diligence on Randy Rose Rainer. And also to finish up the show, an ode and a tip of the cap 
to John Lester, who has called it quits and will be hanging up the spikes and is retiring. Uh, great career, including win number 200 as a Cardinal. So talking about those two items of business to wrap up the show coming up here in just a moment. But first, Bet Online would like to wish you, that's right, you, a happy new betting year as we continue to march toward the playoffs and beyond in NFL. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year means a new updated desktop and mobile website, so sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you sign up with the promo code LOCKED ON to get started. That's right. If you're a little bit worried about depositing your own money to bet, Deposit your money, enter the promo code locked on, and get 50% extra. So you deposit 100, enter the promo code, you get 50 extra bucks. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Get in on the action now. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online is where the game starts. There was an article on MLB.com written by Jonathan Mayo, uh, October 20th of 2020. So right in the thick of Randy Rosarena's, um, his, his dominance, if you will. Um, and Mayo c- kind of went into the fact that this is how the Rays build their players. Um, and he, he mentioned that they, this was a process for the Rays that began in 2017. So I kind of just want to shed light on this at the Cardinals of uh, from this article, um, Mayo points out that the Cardinals had many, many right-handed hitting outfielders that the Rays had a need for because the Rays had just traded away Tommy Pham in, at the end of 2019, and obviously Garcia had signed away to the Brewers at that time. Um, so they had pro scouts that liked him in spring training and saw him um, spring training and beyond. They talked to the Cardinals in 2017 winter meetings, and they really wanted to pull the, pull the tra- trigger there. And they also... Mayo had mentioned that there were talks between the Rays and Cardinals of pulling, quote, the trigger on a multiplayer blockbuster trade, though neither Ibach or anyone else with the team would divulge the principles on what would have been involved, end quote. Um, Ibach was the, the GM at the time. Um, also noting that Rosarena would have been a smaller piece in that deal rather than one of the cornerstones of the deal that Rosarena was actually involved in. So that, that just goes to show, in my opinion, the type of franchise that the Rays are. Uh, obviously, you know, <laughs> they're not a big market team. They're not going to be able to flesh out multi-million dollar contracts or triple-digit contracts, you know, left and right like the Yankees or Dodgers or Red Sox or Cubs or teams like that. But the Rays do their due diligence like they did with Randy Rosarena and are able to get the job done. So that's kind of the, the, the bow on wrapping it up on the Randy Rosarena and Matthew Libertor trade what do you think? Who won, or as of right now, as of January 12th or 13th or 14th, whenever you're watching or listening to this, who do you think has won the Randy Arena trade? As of right now, is it the Cardinals? Is it the Rays? Or is it too soon to even say either one of those teams? Let me know. Let me know in the YouTube comments, DM on social media at LJFastball at LO underscore Cardinals on Twitter and Instagram. Let me know your thoughts. Email the show lockedoncards at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts. I want to hear them. I'll read them on Friday's episode. Uh, so be sure to leave a comment, especially if you're watching on YouTube. 
To wrap up the show, we're talking John Lester. John Lester has announced his retirement, the longtime Boston Red Sox and Chicago Cub, and short-time Oakland A, St. Louis Cardinal, and Washington National. Yes, he was an Oakland A for a short time in 2014. Part of a deadline deal, he went 6-4 and four with the A's at a 2.35 ERA in 76 and two-thirds of an inning. This is somebody that is a three-time World Series champion, a cancer survivor as well. Uh, he's a five-time All-Star, top 10 in the Cy Young Award voting four times, top five in the Cy Young Award, Cy Young Award voting three times, and the second place Cy Young Award in 2016, in which he went 19-5 with a 2-4-4 ERA. Led the league in wins as recently as 2018 with the Chicago Cubs with 18. That was at 34 years of age. His last couple of seasons ha- haven't been the greatest, but John Lester is the definition of a winner. Definition of a winner. Even when he was pitching against the Cardinals in 2013 in the World Series, and in all those years as a Cub uniform, pitching for the Cubs in the 2016 World Series and 17 postseason, it was hard for me not. It was it was hard for me to root against him. Maybe this is because I have a brother that's a twin brother that's a Cub fan, so I don't really have a hatred towards the Cubs as a lot of Cardinal fans might. Um, my my default is to not hate on the Cubs. I guess is the best way to put it. But John Lester is just a, a winner. Goes about it the right way for the most part. You know, don't call too many bad stories about John Lester. A winner at, at, at any sense of the word, both off the field and on the field. And he did what he needed to do for the St. Louis Cardinals. Did he light up the world? No. But he had an ERA just just above 4 at 4.36. He won four games for the Cardinals in 12 starts. 66 innings. Kept the Cardinals in most every game that he started except for one that I recall against Kansas City. So even down to the very final pitch at 37 years old when he did get win number 200 excuse me, for the St. Louis Cardinals. Nothing but competitiveness for John Lester. And that is a tip of my, that's my tip of the cap to John Lester. Thank you for your service to the Cardinals as well as Major League Baseball. Enjoy retirement. And I guess you're forgiven a little bit, not a ton, but for beating the Cardinals in 2013 in the World Series that year. But congratulations to John Lester on a fantastic career. Uh, and I wish you nothing but the best in retirement. So that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. Thanks for tuning in today. Again, two more episodes coming out this week. For the month of January, we're doing three episodes a week. Uh, it's, it just, just as an FYI, so tomorrow we're talking collective bargaining agreement, update on negotiations, and Friday we're coming with a mailbag Friday. So be sure to get your questions in at LJFastball on Twitter, at LO underscore Cardinals on Twitter or Instagram. DM, reply to a tweet, retweet, whatever you need to do. Email the show at LockedOnCards.gmail.com or drop a comment or question uh, question in the comment section on YouTube. So until I talk to you guys tomorrow, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.